What's up, everybody? We are uh, live here, episode two of Fun Times with Tyler Fisher, and this is my very first, very first guest of the show. And it, you know, it wasn't easy to pick a first guest. Um, we had a lot of options, but this guy was uh, available out of all the options because he just lives. <laughs> he just lives in this little room here. And uh, please welcome Viva Frey or Fry. There's so many ways to say it, frankly. So which way do you like to say it, Viva? It, it is Fry phonetically because it's half of my last name, which is Freiheit. Viva Frey. Freiheit. Okay. Yep. Freiheit, is which it, means freedom verbatim in German. Freiheit or no, no, no height. That, well, that is, I, I, I am the, the, the shortest Freiheit in the history of Freiheits. But uh, yes, no, no, it means uh, Freiheit in German means frei is free. Height is the state of being. And so like you have Fahrenheit, which is the state of, of warmth. And okay. then you have Gesundheit, which I don't know how that works anyhow. But Fahrenheit means the state of warmth. Freiheit is the state of being free. Wow. It's a good name. I mean, that's some, that sums you up right there. And then real quick, I'm going to shout out to John, our producer. So this is a new show. Uh, the Tyler Fisher Show is a solo show that I did while having a mental breakdown during the pandemic. First of all, we, we actually we just met in person in Las Vegas out of all, all places. And uh, I'd love to know how, how the rest of your trip was. We, we met at a casino. I was performing at the Comedy Cellar, and you happened to be there. So that's probably the last place I thought. Oh, it is pretty pixelated there. You're it's right. Pretty, that's probably yeah. the last place I thought that that we would meet. But alas, well, we met in a smoky casino. You and your wife. It, my wife was commenting on the smoke. She she can't stand the smoke of the casinos. But for me, it's like remin- Like it's not Vegas, and it's not a Vegas casino unless you can smell smoke. It is kind of nauseating. Like when I go for jogs every day, and then I jog through the casino to get outside, and I already feel like stinky and, and smoky. We met in Vegas. It was super cool because it, it, we know each other as well as any strangers could know each other without having met each other because of our, it wasn't a marathon uh, interview, but dude, I, we got into your childhood and your, your upbringing to understand you. I felt like we knew each other already, which we, which we kind of did. I think part of the reason I had to start my podcast again was just to kind of clear up all that stuff that you and I had talked about. Uh, because I don't know, I admit, I, I think you have to either do podcasts all the time or not do them at all because it's so rare to have this type of, uh, space to talk where that you just, you just dump it all out. It was, um, I hope you didn't regret actually being so honest and, and, um, exploring your, 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 your life. Um, no long format discussion is the, is the. I say the wave of the future, it's the wave of the past. Long format discussion is the way human inter- intercourse, human interactions were supposed to be done. Well, <laughs> I have short long. format intercourse. Yeah, three minutes is, is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, there's, uh, that, that's what I realized after I did it was like, oh man, I need, to, uh, I need to be interacting with people for longer than a couple of minutes. I have these little kind of superficial interactions by the way, just real quick, let, let's say hypothetically this does not work properly during the live stream. Could I could I go back and and fix the the video if we're recording this? Well, you know that that's what's funny is this we we were held up for weeks because of my internet. I just had them come put in a new uh, new box, and uh, apparently it doesn't really work. 
you know what you might want to, I mean, this, we could talk about this afterwards, but for the, forever, I was having interference with our, my internet here. And it was because we have a security system which runs cameras that are on, I, what is it, CCTV? It's on its own hub. And for the longest time, my internet was actually going through the hub that goes to the security cameras and not through the, not through the main box thing. So it was actually okay. slower. And that explained why it was slower than what I was supposed to have, like 5G or AT&T, whatever it is. So maybe you want to look into that. These are problems we shouldn't be having <laughs> at this point in time. Do you think no. we've peaked as a civilization and now we're just going backwards and we're rubbing sticks together? That's what this feels like. The amount of wires in this room uh, no, to set you, this up. It... Tyler, you make the joke. Like, I, I genuinely believe that systems have gotten too big to function anymore. Like, I had my, I had my uh, rage-inducing problem with Verizon. I had another rage-inducing problem with Rogers. Like, uh, Rogers is the Canadian cell carrier. Like, the, 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 the machines have gotten so big, they're, they're becoming dysfunctional because at the end of the day, the machine could be, you could have 100,000 employees. The company's only going to be as strong as its weakest employee. And so you get Verizon. It's, it's, it's a machine that's beyond its control now, and it just starts falling apart. It, all of these big companies, the, the uh, what is it called? Customer service is mm-hmm. just crumbling because they've gotten too big to accommodate their reach. Okay. Do, well, how, do you think that's fixable? Do you think it's fixable by having one strong leader just go, this is what we're doing? I mean, you know, great segue into, into the Bud Light situation, which is <laughs> unavoidable at this, this point. How much have you talked about it already? Have you, did you just do a um, five-hour I, well, stream no, I on see, it? I've been talking about – it's the Dylan Mulvaney more so than the Bud Light. The, 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 these companies are opportunistic. They are basically – um, they're, they're scavengers, and if they mm-hmm. can't find a corpse, they're going to kill somebody to, to scavenge the corpse. They don't care. They'll, they'll do these opportunistic gag-type exploitive uh, partnerships. Nothing new for the companies. The, the, it's the Dylan Mulvaney thing that I've been talking about for a while uh, right. in, the br- in the broader context. Okay. Can we, can we dive in? Can, can we just – can we, like, slowly just kind of unravel all the layers to this? Because, again – you just see a quick little clip online or like screw Dylan Mulvaney or screw Bud Light. But it's actually it's actually a really fascinating moment in time. I think it's like the perfect example of how the ideology and the big corporations and the kind of divide with with uh, with this country politically. And it's, it's like a, it's, I think we kind of lucked out with this. This is um, nothing new. It's a sign of the times. But like this type of stuff has been happening forever. Like, you know that by the time corporations co-opt a movement, it's reached its peak and it's gone from, you know, it it starts off as, uh, I say fringe, but not necessarily in a negative way. But it starts off as grassroots. It becomes a movement. And then once it gets co-opted by by big corporations, that's when it gets corrupted. Um, the big corporations have always jumped on the bandwagon of um, uh, not virtue signaling type things, but back in the day, they jumped on the the bandwagon of causes. Um, and then it turned into like Black Pride Month. Uh, Black Pride, I'm sorry. Uh, Black History Month. Not Black. <laughs> Black. You just did a Biden. Black History Month. They co-opt every social movements and now they're just co-opting the newest social movement. But the, the social movements are, you know, at some point, 
you know, everybody's rights have been recognized. And so these social, these progressive social movements have to get more niched and more niched and more fringe in a way and more fringe. And now, you know, you have your gay, you have your gay pride month, you have your black history month, you have, uh, you know, happy Hanukkah. It's not, gay, it's not gay pride month anymore. It was gay pride month. When my dad, and I told you, obviously, when we unra- un- unveiled my life story, my dad came out when I was seven and it was just gay. It was, it was the gay and lesbian, right? It was, it was LG. That, that was it. It was it, gay. They're, they're, GL. It was gay and lesbian, and and then lesbian became gay because it was like okay, it's really the same thing. You're just the same sex attracted to the same sex. Then bisexuals were added on, which uh, who feels bad for bisexual? They get to fuck everybody. Is that well, but when, when, when did that when, become? And when did bisexual? When did bisexual become a? I mean, when have bisexuals ever been discriminated against? It seems to me. If a bisexual claims discriminations, it's not for the bis- it's not for the heterosexual act of bisexual sex. It's for the homosexual side of the sex. So they were already covered under the what was when we grew up. It was called homosexual. <laughs> You're into the right. same sex. I have discriminated against a lot of bisexuals because I will not date a bisexual woman. So I guess um, maybe the, I, I'm adding <laughs> to the uh, the oppression. I'm not going to date somebody who's looking both ways. It's enough already. To have her checking out a dude walking by, and then a chick—it's I'm not—I'm not doing that. Uh, so, Tyler, you'll you'll know more reflexively than me. Was it Andrew Dice Clay who said there's no such thing as bisexual? You either are into some act or you are not into some act. I think it was Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, I and believe he was, bi- you you could be bisexual. Do oh, you? I would. I think it's just on a spectrum. You know, like I I could see a guy and go, he's attractive. And then you could see how that someone might go. He's attractive, and I'd like to hold hands with him. And then, you know, well, we I, I say that. this as a, I say this as a heterosexual who, with no nothing against homosexual activity whatsoever, it's it's as much of a preference, an innate preference as anything. I cannot understand how someone can say I could either go with the vagina or the penis when they are radically and fundamentally different. And I would say anybody who says they can go both ways nonetheless has a preference one way or the other. And I would venture to say the preferences um, along the, 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 the same sex line as opposed to the, the other, the hetero line. But no, I, it, it would be weird to be like, you know, I look at Brad Pitt and I say he's a, he's a wildly beautiful human being, like back in the day. Mm. Or even Ed Norton for that, you know, I'm thinking Fight Club. I say, he's, I acknowledge he is a beautiful specimen of a man. And yet I, I don't have the slightest sexual attraction to him. So I, I can't understand how anybody could go both ways or even deviate one way. But that's just innate. I think it's hardwired. Sure, I mean, I can't eat oysters. Uh, I, I'm absolutely repulsed by oysters. Yet I see people slurping them down. That's, that's just some kind of, I don't know, I, I genetic think, no, that, thing that's you're born an, with. That's an acquired. I think you could, if you, if you have a good enough experience with oysters... I think you could be talked into it. That being said. But an oyster, uh, again, is to a woman, an oyster looks, kind of feels a little bit, tastes like a vagina a little bit. So, so what, you, <laughs> why can't, do you know what I mean? You're just eating an oyster, you're just not swallowing it. It's like, all right, I could learn to put my mouth on an oyster and be okay with it. So it's the same, it's the same situation well, for with so- a woman. It's very funny. Like people say, it's like, well, yeah, eating an oyster is like eating a vagina. Like, is, is 
I've eaten lots of hot dogs. I mean, that I don't think that analogy goes both ways, but I don't believe in that analogy. Well, one if you way. sucked on a hot dog, yeah, that would be the same thing. <laughs> We're talking about just not swallowing it. I've eaten oysters. Never, the thought going through my head is not, my goodness, this looks like, a, the, that's not my thought. My thought is I'm going to get food poisoning and my mother is going to say, I told you not to eat oysters. They're not kosher. You shouldn't be doing it. Growing up, Tyler, as a, growing up as a Jewish kid, to a wildly neurotic mother. I was thinking you about this. You grew out of day. that though, right? You're not Jewish anymore? I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm not quite as neurotic. I say you never you never get out of being Jewish one way or the other, but I'm certainly I I, I enjoy the the uh, the sacrilegious stuff. But like when we grew up, my mother's like I always had this idea, if you eat raw egg, you're going to get sick and die. If you eat raw shellfish, you're going to get sick and die. And so whenever I suck down an oyster, my only thought is, this is delicious, but I'm going to get sick and die, and my mother's going to say, I told you so. Well, I, my mom will say the same thing about me if I go down on a woman that lives in Brooklyn who identifies as bisexual. We just were I, taught similar <laughs> but slightly different things in our, in our households. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so now, now, but I want to break it down a little more. So, D- Dylan Mulvaney is is a quote unquote trans woman. Okay, right. So, some would say, and it's we're probably pretty split. Maybe maybe not split. Maybe it's a higher percentage would say you cannot transition into a different sex. Right. Well, y- y- we're going to you say, can say I feel I feel if I say I feel like a woman inside you would look at me and go you decide okay I respect that that's the way you feel it's not a reality but if it makes you feel better I'll call you Taylor which as you know is my alternate um, personality on the internet but that doesn't mean the person is now a female correct. This is, it all becomes semantics. So some people say you cannot transition from something you are into something you never will be, which is from a biological male into a female. Um, it's, you know, you're not, it's not like transitioning from a caterpillar into a butterfly because it mm. will never happen. So some people, some people say, well, then don't call it transitioning. I think we all agree that it is transitioning as to what we call it is a superficial cosmetic um, alteration of the surface, even if it goes much deeper than the surface at times, but it's a surgical or cosmetic alteration of the exterior so that the exterior looks like the exterior and interior of that which the person you know, identifies in their head. So I, I, I wouldn't get fixated on the transition, whether or not we take it literally or um, metaphorically or just you know, linguistically. We, we know what we're saying. Uh, a, a man does not become a woman. A male does not become a female just because he even chop, you know, removes his penis and creates a neovagina. But it is the idea of an individual through surgery or cosmetics altering their physical appearance so that it looks more like the sex that they think that they ought to have been born as. Which brings us to Dylan Mulvaney is three years ago, or I don't know, two years ago, he was just an, an, an ordinary gay man. Before, I, maybe it was more well, than two years ago. not actually right? even an ordinary gay man. He's... I've met so many gay men, you know, the 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 sort of heightened femininity. I'm not even sure that's that's again, this is another conversation. But anyways, a very feminine musical theater. He he was he was a performer. He was a performer. And it seems that, you know, this is whether or not he believes it. You can't also determine if it's a grift. I don't like the word grift because people throw it around. But whether or not it's a shtick. It's it's a gag whether or not he says, holy crap, I can make a lot of money off of this or whether or not he's yeah. actually convinced then he might himself. not even know. 
He might not well, that, even that's know. That's it. The, that's the problem. The like, at some point you say, I've convinced myself that this is sincere, even though it's, you know, the, 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 the transition has been so gradual, pun intended. Bottom line, he, he is a male. Will always, he'll always be XY chromosomes, and there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing to be proud about in terms of that. He, he, he now thinks he's transitioning. I don't know what he's doing surgically, uh, hormonally, or whatever. But he has started his, his, his... He looks like an ex-girlfriend of mine, though. I got to say that. And, it, and it's very confusing to me. <laughs> and I Co- mean... Cosmetically... Before, if, if well, what, he looks more like my ex before he got all the surgery. So my, that, that's what freaks me out because I'm going, wait a minute. I was in love with a woman that looks so much like him in his male form when he had was wearing the dresses and the long hair. So this is a whole other slew of well, t- things I gotta I gotta hash out in therapy, or I'll come back on your podcast. I, so I was just about to say. Now I know <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna delve down there. That's um, the line from "There's Something About Mary." But um, it, it, no, the, the amazing thing is he started the, the. I guess it's been over a year. Uh, day one of girlhood, and yeah. I'm I'm convinced that it started off as a TikTok gag, and then it caught so much. It caught so much traction that at some point, I, I kind of think, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm, but maybe I'm right. Uh, you remember Mark Sargent, ahead of the curve, the flat earther? He, he was the guy who was mm. in the Netflix series. I'm no. convinced that some people get on these, these bandwagons where they start off sure. as a gag or they start off as a, an exploration in, in, in philosophy, psychology. Like your podcast and my comedy. It just started off with us trying something and we just kept getting the feedback and now we're doing it full time. True, but I would say this is, might be in, in, in the non-constructive way where the individual either says, either, either they convince themselves that they're sincere or they get too far down and they've amassed too much of a following to actually say, it was sort of a gag, it's been taken too far now. The guy, the flat earth guy, I'm convinced, does not genuinely believe in the flat earth, but either okay. A, he's, it's become a career, or B, he cannot now piss off the people who have been following him for that type of um, argument, philosophy, advice. Dylan, I'm, I'm sure it started off as a TikTok gag. Then it became very popular. Then people started taking it seriously. And then he can't back out of it. Uh, that's, that's what I bet happened to you. That's how I feel with my comedy career. Like, I, I, was just, I was failing out of high school. I took this improv class. I got a laughs. And now, you know, now, now look at me. I feel like I need to tell people, hey, it was just a gag. You know? well, yeah, but it, I'm, not, what, I'm not funny. You, first of all, you are funny. Gosh darn it. <laughs> And you're insightful, and that's what makes you a good a good comic. Uh, and you you have a you have a bit of anger, or, or not not a bit of anger, but a bit of resentment, which I think. What the fuck did you oh. just say to me? <laughs> no, I Cut say a bit stream. of. Res- Cut the stream. <laughs> it translates well into insightful observations, but I, I'm convinced whatever whatever this started as, uh, I don't think when Dylan Mulvaney started day one of girlhood, he expected ever to be taken so seriously that Biden would be inviting him to the White House to lecture on girlhood. And you'd get him. That's the bigger. T- that's yeah. the bigger conversation. I have no. I actually kind of like. I kind of like Dylan Mulvaney, and people would probably think that I'm lying, but I. I actually feel the most comfortable around incredibly feminized men because that's what I grew up in. I actually feel comfortable around super uh, feminized gay men because that's that's who raised me half the time. So I'm 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 beyond comfortable with the way Dylan acts and is also a, a theater performer, which is what I started in. And look, when the cameras are off, during the day I dance around, like in my underwear, as silly as she does, he does, or she, he, she, whatever. And so I, 
I actually relate a lot to Dylan. The, my my fattest fascination, and when people see that I make these videos kind of doing a parody, uh, this is what's kind of fun about comedy you ne or, or any type of creative art. You never know what the motivation is. And I don't like to talk too much about what motivates videos or jokes or ideas because you can go down a rabbit hole and, and it's a big waste of time. However, the reason I started doing the videos wasn't actually to make fun of Dylan. It was to show... That if I did the same thing, TikTok would remove my videos. That was the that was the whole purpose, and, and so for me it was more of a social commentary, not a not a poke or a jab at Dylan, um, but more of a hey, this is not good. We are not living in a actual creatively free or a free speech society. If I'm doing the same exact thing. And TikTok and Instagram and Facebook are elevating his videos, which they absolutely no, are. No I mean, question look, about it. Credit where credit's due. The first one was funny. Hey, it's first day of being a girl. I have my period. I'm eating all this food and stuff. That was just as funny as some of the videos I make, you know. However, the fact that he is so elevated and uh, to, to almost like a sexualized, uh, celebratory, you know, pedestal. That's what I have an issue with, and that's not his fault. That's big tech and politicians well, it, and the and media. It's it's the corrupt co-opting of what started off as either organic movements or the deliberate corruption of something that would be innocuous on its own. The, I the, I am thoroughly convinced, and that's maybe it's not even a, a, an original thought, but I'm thoroughly convinced that this is by design of the TikTok app. I mean, the the, the rumors have it that. What Chinese kids get access to in, in China on the TikTok app is actually educational and not this. Yeah, I don't think uh, that's socially... a rumor. I think that's a fact. It also I, shuts I just, off, I think, at 10 or 11 p.m. I just I have to be very careful to always parse my words in case someone says Viva spread oh. misinformation. But yes, that's my understanding as well. Um, and what they're doing, there's to, to me, it's no question that they are deliberately trying to drive uh, hysteria in Western society through the promotion of these types of genres of content. Um, there's no question Dylan's content is, is elevated, prioritized. And it's the ultimate irony that it's not about the content. It's about what people attribute to the intention behind the content. The, 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 the guy who entered that weightlifting competition in Canada and beat the record of the trans, uh, the, you know, the, the other, the other uh, biological male who identifies as a woman's previous records. And then that trans athlete says it's not fair. This guy's not a sincere trans. I mean, it's, it, you have to see this. Uh, wow. If, if you don't know this lawyer named Nate Brody, Nate the lawyer okay. on YouTube, did a, did a video that got like 6 million views just to, just explaining the situation. Um, wow. it's, it's a, but How it, recent so, was this? This I, I missed it. It was so recent. And Nate's like, dude, this happened Whoa. in Canada. Why did you come? So I, I, I didn't hear about it. But it was, a, it was a guy. He jokes. He jokingly, because the rules allow it, identified as a woman, Just, broke the record of the previous trans woman, uh, biological male who only recently, I don't even know what stage of transition the person was at. And uh, the, the, the other athlete says, it's not fair. He's not a sincere trans. I, and so, like, you know, you go out and you do the same thing. You'll be, a, you'll be a sinner because it's not authentic. But Dylan Mulvaney will be a hero celebrating girlhood because he is serious in what would otherwise as just a matter of fact be equally uh biologically impossible statements to make so the real the real thing to hone in on is what where's the limit what when does society say 
okay, we're just playing along because they feel better, or no, we really believe it's a female. And I, I always, I always think about, you know, I have some. You're so we're the same height, by the way. And then, we I are. there's I, some fake news out there because you put the picture <laughs> where you were closer. And I know you're a lawyer, so you had all that. You had all that uh, smoke and mirrors going on. Um, were you disappointed when you saw how small I was? No. First of all, I, I'm going to get my camera centered here. What I liked is that we're the same height. I'm not centered either. But I, I think I got 30 pounds on you. How much do you weigh, t- uh, Tyler? Well, when you were on top of me, you had your full weight on me. So I don't know. I would, I'd say that was definitely more than 30 pounds. This is how rumors we are going to get started. after all. This is how rumors are going to get started. I was there with my wife, people. No, I think I, I weigh like 158, give or take. And I think you're like 130, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You fat shaming me? Are you- First of all, or are you thin shaming me? <laughs> See, we never get mad about being like shamed for being small. No, because I remember. Uh, we- I'm actually, no, I'm actually like 120, maybe 125. See- my weight has not fluctuated probably since high school. In fact, I was jacked in high school. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was, 120 uh, in high school, at, you know, grade seven, eight. Is great, and you would have been a great wrestler because that weight category, uh, people people grow out of real quick. But um, no sense. We're about the same height. But uh, hold on, what, tell me what was the question before the height question? The question. Oh well, I was just pointing out that I have some sort of maybe body dysmorphia, like similar to gender or gender dysphoria, rather. I think I have some sort of body dysphoria where I actually think I'm bigger. And so now it's, it's not so extreme to the point where I'm wearing really long, large clothes. Well, I am because that's all I can fit in. I'm, I'm riddled in kids uh, stuff right here. <laughs> um, but I actually I mean, I really suffered with this growing up because I would see that my friend who was the quarterback and I was like, I think that's me. But he was like nine inches taller and jacked and I, I it, it really really fucked with me and so I would get my ass kicked all the time because I thought I was big and then I started working out so much I actually hurt myself so it, it was actually a, it was similar to these kids that are probably taking hormone pills and injuring themselves I mean I've done irreversible damage to my body from benching like I was benching like 150 pounds and I weighed oh, I, 120 I, I, I was benching like 215, but I weighed, one, I weighed 150 since high school. No, but Tyler, this, that was the question. Wait, you but you what, don't measure in pounds, though. You measure in ounces, right? <laughs> no, I, I measure. I always went with 215 pounds. ounces? No, 215 pounds. That would be like 102.2. 100 kilograms? I was, I, I, well, not to say I was jacked, but um, I, was, I, was, I was stronger than my years back in high school. No, the question you would ask is where does it end and what's the limit? And this is... This is why the whole the whole controversy is manufactured because nobody because well, you wouldn't believe me if I said if I said hey I feel six five so when I walk into a room Viva I want you to look up and just pretend I'm up there right no, it's no there's no difference there is no difference than that you would go bro get some help man get some help it, it that that is well I I think the more um the more appropriate comparison might be with. Uh, anorexia or bulimia, which are, I don't know that thinking you're bigger goes under gender dysphoria. I think it, it makes for good, hu- but I say the, the jokes about your size make for good humor, but oh, the one, the, the joke that you made where I realized maybe I shouldn't have shared your bit with my locals community where you were talking about like handling the woman's pleasure part because you're so small, you can just like use your whole hand. Um, that's when I was oh, like, maybe yeah, I should not have shared that with claws. our, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I you shared sh- that with our 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 locals community is conservative, not humorless, but I thought maybe that might sure. have been a little too. Um, Wait, what no, you shared the, it in what fashion? Uh, like I shared, no, I shared your whole bit in our locals community. I I, I shared the, the the link to YouTube, and I oh, shared it. Oh in the first eight minutes when it was still rel- relatively clean. And then I'm watching it as I, after I shared, I was like, I might have to oh, go. And um, it, it was funny, but not everybody has my type of sense of humor. Yeah, um, well, it's a joke no, about, like, about sex, about, about being a small guy, being self-conscious and losing out to tall men left and right. So that, that joke actually comes from a lot of pain. And well, that that much I could tell. I mean, that, and I'm not saying that to be funny. Like it, it's. And by the way, that joke is is like five minutes longer now because I'm working the comedy cellar so much. I'm adding to it every night, and I'm bringing tall people on stage, and I'm you know lifting their hands up, and you know really just <laughs> I'm attacking tall people. But it feels so good. Now that the uh, but hold on no so the, the, yeah the tallness I'm not sure that that would be the gender dysphoria that would be the good comparison it would be more like bulimia anorexia back in the you remember the 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 era of cutting used to be when wait we if were, you think you're skinny what's the difference between thinking you're tall well and that's it and if you think you're too skinny to the point where it's going to affect your menstrual cycle or other stuff doctors don't affirm your your dysphoria about your physique they actually try to help right, you right. and you didn't have legislation in Canada by the way. Um, they now passed a law that makes it illegal conversion therapy Con- to try to convert somebody out of their diagnosed DSM five gender dysphoria. That's illegal. But to try to convert a cis may assist and somebody that they are actually by bi- trans or whatever that is permissible. Uh, it, it's wow. been co-opted by government and co-opted by big, t- you know, companies, corporations. And uh, when when they co-opt it, it's for money and it's for power. And people don't understand that. Do you think part of it, though, is and, you know, your guy up there, Jordan Peterson, I've I've heard him talk about the root of this being an overcompensation for not being nearly supportive enough. Well, I should say more like this, like not being nearly supportive enough of the homosexual community. So now they're completely overloaded with guilt and saying sure they're letting all these things yeah you're a goat you're a woman you know do you know what i mean like the do you think that has a a percentage to do with this which is people we did not let gay people i want to say we but whatever legally gays weren't allowed to get married until like recently obama i think ran against gay marriage so there's this massive guilt trip going on where now they're like and this is this is why i hate the word community and i know we use it on locals but everyone has their community. But I hate community in the sense of the you know LGBTQIA plus community because now they're all globbed into one. So they're going, oh well, this this now you're related to the struggles with the gay gays and lesbians, but it's all separate. Well, and not, I think that's such a disgusting, sh- stupid thing to do. Well, it's not just they're not just separate, but some are co-opting the others. First of all, your Jordan Peterson impression is the is the best thing of all time, and and the way you mm-hmm. get your voice to crack well, a little bit, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Do I think this comes from uh, the the public having not supported the gay? No, uh, is it overcompensation for having waited too long to acknowledge, recognize, and you know legislate gay marriage? No, I think it's just it's the it's the anchorless, principleless progression of progressivism, where okay, the, gays and lesbians now have their rights. Uh, what do we go on to now? Let's find a more niche uh, category of oppressed uh, communities, and then let's go but, and make that. 
but they they can glob on and reference what happened with gays though i so well, i think it's yeah. it's still woven in a little bit just like the black lives matter was an overcompensation for these horrible things that happened that they exploited because none of us were alive but now we're all paying the price for it possibly but but i tell you this i mean the, okay, so you're homophobic. That's no, fine. No, no, the, I, just, no, I should just ask if you're homophobic. I should just been more. No, direct. I think no, because what, what, what I th- actually is going to happen now, and we're seeing it, is that the gay and lesbian community are saying, "Stop, stop, you know, co-opting your movement with ours and cutting us out and actually cutting us down." I interviewed the. Jeez, um, I'm going to get the country wrong. It was either Denmark or Finland. You interviewed Denmark? <laughs> no, that there's a there's a lesbian artist out of. Denmark, Finland, or Sweden. The chat might know. I forget her name. She's a famous artist, a, 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 not elderly, a 50-some-odd-year-old lesbian woman married who refuses to acknowledge uh, the transgender um, uh, idea. And she went on on Facebook and made a statement, which in the country of her origin, which I just totally forget, it's one of, it's one of the Scandinavian countries, could get her arrested. And she got, she's being investigated. I had her on and she's like, I'm a lesbian woman who fought for lesbian rights. And now I'm being called a turf because I don't think that a man can say he identifies as a woman and transition into a woman. It's a sexual fetish. Fine. I don't have to be brought into the sexual fetish by being compelled to refer to him as a her. And she's, she's on the verge of getting canceled in like the most peacefully civil, offensive of ways. Um, and so I think a lot, a lot of the gay lesbian community are now saying, screw off. The, you know, even lesbian women did not fight for lesbian rights so that their rights as a woman could get trampled by a biological male who says, ignore reality and it's, it's ma'am. And I want to compete in your sports. So uh, they've co-opted it right now uh, to a certain point where I think it's, it's, it's pissed off the actual uh, gays and lesbians who are going to say, take out the LG. And if you want to go uh, promote your stuff, fine, leave us alone and don't drag us in with it because people are then going to say, we told you it was a slippery slope. Starts with gay rights and then it goes to gender affirming care for children. So I think they're getting pissed off with where it's going. And, and, and we're, seeing, we're seeing a bit more of that uh, daily now. Right. But but the 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 gay and les the, this is my thing the whole thing is I, there is no gay and lesbian community I think that's the big I think do, do you know what I mean like there is no there's no group there's no community center where they're all meeting it's one little part of that makes up you know a thousand point you know pieces of their of their personality and of of their self. So I think that's where it gets so complicated because we'll go, well, the trans community thinks this and the gay, but it's like, no, they all have radically different views on things just like comedians do. It would be it would be like saying, well, the comedy community is is standing up for Bill Cosby. I'd be like, what are you talking about? You know, yeah, well, two, that's... maybe two people are, but we all – I have nothing in common with most comedians aside from I, we get on the stage and tell jokes. Off stage, I have nothing to say to most of them. It, it is an interesting uh, distinction where, you, yeah, you're saying community becomes orthodoxy or becomes used interchangeably with orthodoxy. It was the same thing, like, once upon a time, there was a law tube community. And then, you know, okay, fine, everyone gets along until they don't get along anymore. Then everybody's politics within the community start to, you know, bump heads with everybody else. And then the community falls apart. And then elements of the community get radicalized. And even within... The, the, the black community in the States, you then still have different groups within what 
people colloquially refer to as the black community, with, which have radically different perspectives on things like reparations out of California, racism, police violence, and all this stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you're right. People use the term community. Should, wouldn't it be more helpful f- to just say some gay people rather than... Yeah, but... The, but because it, it would be... We would never say the white community, right? The white community feels like... You know, we want to lower taxes. It, everybody would go, what the fuck are you talking about? It's, well, th- it would be more accurate, but it would be less um, uh, along the political uh, objective. They, people, we use the term, or in, in political discourse, the term community is used as a disguised term for orthodoxy. And even when it comes to, like, the Jewish community, I just made this joke the other day where two hecklers go heckle DeSantis, and they say, Jews against DeSantis. Like, who the hell are you to say that you speak for Jews? But people do it because they want to refer to a community uh, as a sure. disguised term for orthodoxy. Everyone's against DeSantis because... It, no. And I think... Yeah, I mean, that's it. They use the term, but it is really more for political manipulation than for accurate description of an identifiable group of people. Because, yeah, they all have different interests. They all have different perspectives. And some don't like getting lumped together with the other. Aren't we playing into the the ideology thing of this is the hierarchy of their characteristics? That's a black black person and then everything else and gay person and everything else. Oh, you don't have to convince me that identity politics is a is a is a is a toxic poison to individualism uh, and human individuality to reduce somebody to a race. So how, do we, a re- how do we fight back on that with, during these conversations when these, these incredibly broad statements like straight white men, you know, I, I fight that every time someone says it. I call them out. I actually left a date the other day. I was on a, a date with a woman and she said, oh, you do comedy. She goes, oh, God, I fucking hate straight white male comedians. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold the phone. Oh, I could not what, like imagine oh, this this I'm gonna smash this camera. This was a first this was a first date and I said, uh, sorry, can you can you um can you clarify say that, again? that? She's like <laughs> she's like, Well they all you know, they they uh they all just talk about this and this and this and I said well, first of all, you're making an incredible, uh, you know, generalization here. You, you've never seen my stuff. Now you're insulting my race, which that shouldn't be coming up at all because now I'm defending this thing that I don't even identify as or certainly I don't put, you know, on the top of my identity. And I said, what are, what's your ethnicity? She said, I think I'm Russian. I was adopted. And I'm going to ask said, the question, Tyler, that's going to get me into trouble. Did she say okay. she's Jewish? No, because th- this is no, where I didn't. this is where I have the issue, like cause white cis white males like, all right, I'm a cis white male. First of all, the term cis is derogatory. I, I, I loathe the yeah, term. We have but, to stop. We have to stop using it. But I now, use it as a joke. But no, I know. And, I, and I'm stop. using it to highlight the point. It's like someone's a cis white male. It's like, OK, well, uh, that, that wh- wh- how do I how, how do you know? Like you call it's someone. The, I'm going to say it. It's the N word of white people. Is it as bad as the N word? No, not nearly as bad. But if there was a word to mimic the n-word for black people cis straight white male there's it, people always have this cutting sort of way of saying it no one's ever said anything positive oh i meant the cis white male he did charity work for nuns who lost their legs in vietnam <laughs> well, first of all, you never no one has ever said a positive thing after that i'm no, so it, sick it, of that term it, i i i loathe it as well but you that this might be good for a bit but like i would have said what did you just say how do you know and by the way ma'am you just made it into a bit and you're gonna and now in my cis white male comedy, you're gonna be a, you, you, when you hear it, you're gonna know I'm talking about you. 
Um, uh, I'm sorry. Can you can you hold your cis white tone for one second <laughs> while I plug my computer in? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, just uh, oh, do, I do got, a little I, dance or something. I hate to leave you there. Thing to do there, oh, t- t- so Tyler did. He did start a locals community, right? I am really this is what I. Lo- Tyler is a man who follows good advice when he gets it. I told Tyler, get on locals. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to start stripping. I'm did you solve racism while I was? <laughs> well, I was going to get you some uh, some tips on locals by stripping, but I'm not going to do that. Um, you started the locals community. Good for you, Tyler. One, two. Uh, now, what was John? I think we could hear you there. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we could we could go in a couple more minutes. All right. Uh, now, what we we were saying the the, the, the cis male, uh, the, the I, reducing people to ethnicity. I, it is it's the ultimate um, it's the ultimate denial of individualism. And not to say like I'm, uh, individuals are snowflakes. It is to reduce someone to a skin color, to a race, to a religion. Purely for political profit, there is nothing more you can do to undermine human individualism. When it comes to, uh, you know, addressing issues that affect swaths of people, it can be relevant at that point. You know, like knowing someone is black or Jewish could be very relevant in terms of, you know, uh, identifying sickle cell anemia or certain certain diseases that certain groups tend to um, suffer from more than others. When it comes down to reducing an individual to presumptive ideology, it's the most. Oh, by the way, there's a I've... new, there's actually a, a black female sickle cell flag that just came out. I just want to make sure we. Are you being serious we, right uh... now, or is this stand up? <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> okay, that's, I mean, we live in a world, Tyler. But... That that could be true. Who, who the hell knows? It could be true. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, so I mean, it is the. the I thought you're on a date, and someone says a cis white man. All right. Well, that's it. I mean, it you, was you don't, so you hurtful. Talk... It was so hurtful. Well, I mean, it also it's it is reflective of what you know that she's probably it implies so much more of what you know that she's thinking and generalizations she has by inclusion and exclusion. How do we solve it, Tyler? I, I, I refuse to view people as reductions of identity, race, religion, creed. I don't even care if someone identifies as the opposite sex. It it it's none of my business in the best possible way. I want to treat every individual as individuals. If for, if it's relevant for discussion, like you want to understand why someone can't take the sun, all right, the fact that they have Irish origins might be very relevant. You want to understand someone's history, someone's culture. That's where it comes into play. You know, not rarely, but less less common for legislative purposes. If you want to address his, you know, modern issues that exist as a result of historical facts, then it can be relevant. But but and the right. big but to that is. Um, you, you want to take the history and then use the injustices of history to create present day and future injustices. Um, well, then it might be relevant for the discussion, but it won't be determinant for the policy. Well, we're, we're now using the, those exact things that you don't want to use at all towards people. We're cer- certainly allowing it in society to you to weaponize those against white people. And it, the hierarchy really goes whites. And then if you're a white male and then you're a straight white male. That that is the 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 way to describe that has been completely weaponized. I, I I don't know where where this is going, but I don't I see very little pushback on it. Where you can just go, oh, this fucking white guy. I mean, imagine doing that for any other race. Well, You'd be I, done. A, You'd be done. Be, it would be white Christians. And and who was it? Where you know we always said replace the word white or Christian with black or another religion and. If it won't fly, what was it that that Vogue wrote? Dear white people, like like actual things. 
The push, oh, the pushback you get on. There's the- nothing that makes my skin <laughs> crawl. I had a friend from college post on Instagram, well, dear white people, I like that guy. I wrote that guy off in a second, <laughs> no, but and I made a whole video series based on it because it fucking de- pissed me it's off. It's delusional that anybody thinks that they can get away with that. The pushback is they say, oh, white people are not. You know, now you're not used to it. It's not your turn. How about you know just. Don't view things. It, it used to be called racism, and it's not not racism, despite changing the term of racism. Racism is prejudice yeah. with power, so it's not. It can't be racism if it's a minority directed at, uh, you know, uh, the white man in power, as though that's even the case anymore. But uh, the thing is, this it's always been this way, Tyler. I mean, I have a good enough memory when I was a kid, and my dad used to make jokes like, "Oh, the commercials, the sitcoms. It's always the the white dad that's the buffoon. The woman's always smart, and yada yada." And you know, but but then going back. It was always the black guy that got killed first in the horror movies. And people say, you know, that's institutionalized racism. There were stereotypes or at least trends that have existed for a long time. They've just been jacked up on steroids now where it went from being. Well, who's, who, wait, who's worse in that? Who's worse off in that situation? The black guy that gets killed or the white guy who's portrayed as a serial killer? It's not great on our end either. <laughs> well, no one talks about I, that. I'll, I'll like, say this. Like, they're more the sociopathic if, murderers and rapists. If that's we the, do you know. go by statistics, I don't know what the statistics are, but I do think, well, statistically, the majority of serial killers are going to be white anyhow, just because the majority of population is white. Um, sure. But uh, no, no, you know, the whole joke was. In, in, Which I would kill for a role as a rapist, serial killer, homophobe. Transphobe at this point, so I ain't getting shit. But you don't want to be in the movies anyhow. I think you're you probably would not. Well, you probably do appreciate how wonderful it is to be free and not. Uh, well, I, I was in the Daily Wire's film, and again, there's this new wave of filmmakers that are starting to break off and make films. So that was, you know, that was a lower budget film, but it was it was probably a twenty million dollar film made for much less. Wow! Um, but it was a chance to actually be in a. Speaking of movies, with Gina Carano and, and Gina- works. With Gina Carano, yep. yeah, and and uh, uh, so so that was that that was uh, I got my taste of of you know being in an actual movie. It was it was amazing. I want to ask you real quick, how, how are you doing on time? Would you have time to go over to locals oh, dude, and do of a course, little of course. Uh, this is special bonus? A thousand percent. Part? What I love, Tyler, is so, on our video here. It says on the top of your screen, it says video recording is higher quality. So everybody watching the the rendered version of this is going to be. Not it's, Robo Tyler. Me, me and John have spent months building this, and and get and I'm looking at the quality of my video. It looks like a flip phone from 1965. It, you remember, like in the early days of the 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 death videos, like the worst videos on the internet. It would always be like the grainiest. Uh, it would be like horrific in terms of pixelation, which added to the horror of the videos that we were all seeing back in the early days real quick let me just look through these youtube comments here again i've never done this do it take the tyler i've got time wild it's amazing it's interactive take the questions and let's do this yeah i know i'm doing this because of you by the way you you convinced me to do this whole live thing you you followed the advice you started your locals community and it's amazing the amount of people i've got to twist their freaking arms to to open up Well, most people just say really negative things to me like stop your lawsuit or quit this so if someone gives me an an encouraging you know, uh, tip or something, I'll listen to him. And so that was you. Uh, so Ben Shapiro was taken down in the middle of his stream today. Okay, well, we can just pick it up right here. So we'll just pick it up right here. We'll pick it up right where he left off. It was probably somewhere about AOC being really annoying, really annoying, and Bud Light, we're taking him down. Get Jeremy's Jeremy's Light. I don't know what beer. They'll probably make a beer. <laughs> I love what they do when they they just create brands <laughs> like well, but th- the did razor you s- thing. They made Jeremy. There, I love them. Over did there. you see Ted Liu 
posts that picture on Twitter with him and three other politicians. I don't know who they were, drinking Bud Light. And it, it, was, it was as natural as saccharin looking at that picture. It was, and, and I came up with a good bit. I said, why didn't you invite uh, Elizabeth Warren? Are you guys, uh, do you guys discriminate against Native Americans? And then I had that video of her saying, <laughs> I'm going to go get me a beer. I could have been a good stand-up. Uh, if I weren't afraid of insulting people, I could be a great stand-up comic. No, you get used to that. I'm still afraid of it. I mean, I got yelled at the other night. I wanted to cry on stage, but I had to keep going. Really? Um, let's see. Tyler, you turn your broadcast quality down. Oh. oh, forget that. It's too late for that. That's if you want to run it like... <laughs> <We're> if, <ending. laughs> if you run it like instead of 720... This freaking camera. If you run it instead of 720 or HD, you can run it like 360. doesn't matter. It'll okay. render the, the final version. It'll be beautiful. We'll I'll get... have to have you back on and we'll a- do it right. Absolutely uh, and for sure. Okay, so uh, this mic is killing me, glitching. All right, now we're just losing people here by the minute. Um, he is not a hero in any shape or form. Now, I don't know what context. That is probably Dylan Mulvaney. That, that might be Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, oh okay. okay. The, Tyler, sure, the other thing you sure, get good sure. at is when you're, you're, when you're reading the comments and some of them have been there for like, you know, a series of times, you get good at conte- <laughs> contextualizing when they probably popped up. Okay. Do you ever tour in the UK? I'm going to try to do a tour in the UK. I'm going to be, uh, be hanging out with the trigonometry guys this week. They're in town and they'll try to set me up with a, uh, with a tour. Uh, turn up your mic, man. I don't know if that's, that's me or that's, you. That's too late either way. <laughs> uh, either way. All right. So anyways. All right. So that's uh, – we'll, we'll get better at this, and we'll, we will move over to oh, – hold, hold on a second. Before you do that, go to Rumble for one second. Let me see here. River, Tyler River. Oh, oh, Rumble too. Yeah, yeah thank get to, you get so much. Get some of these chats on Rumble. Uh, oh, I had the go. window up here. Okay, there it is. I, I, I scrolled it down to the bottom. You Feel had free better- to read some of them if you see them. I'm looking right. I just okay. Here we go. Just joined Viva. Please stream on your channel, right? Oh, that's Kenzie sixty seven. I know that. Um, Tyler, you want you want to? Would, would you mind? We can we can co stream on both of our respective channels. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for watching, and you can head right over to Locals to see the rest of this episode. Please subscribe to my YouTube page. Hit that notification bell. Drop a comment. Let me know what guests you'd like to see on the show. And if you want to tell me what topics you want or, or, uh, you know, ask questions of the guests, you can join my locals page, tylerfisher.com slash local. Thanks for joining. I'll see you next week for episode three.